Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library, and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching! <laughs> You can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalised results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI... Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. (laughs) And edit it. (laughs) Hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music or ebooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. (laughs) (laughs) And you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hello and welcome to Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky and I'm here with, as always, Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins. Hello, guys. Hello, I'm Dave. <laughs> what, what did you say? What did Matt even say then? I said, I'm Jess. <laughs> See, normally you and I are actually pretty good at saying the same thing at the same time. Or oh, we fucked I think it. We fucked it there. I'm did sorry. you say, I'm Matt? No, you didn't say that. I said, okay. hi, Dave. Fuck. <laughs> but we, I am Matt. Shall we start again? Yes, please. <clears throat> I'm here with uh, Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins. I'm, I'm Matt. Oh, I love oh. it. So good. <laughs> what a good and gag. Sync. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. And sync. <laughs> I imagine somebody's like really crap at acting. And <laughs> sync. <laughs> that's a- if you just absolutely nailed an audition and they were like definitely going with you until you said and, and sing. sing. I think that's just oh, what no. a really oh, no, dramatic no, no. plumber would say. <laughs> uh, Anything else I can help you with? And, and sink. Oh, sure. No worries. I'll get straight on that. Not a problem. Well, it seems to be the issue with the sink. Spoons in it. Gotcha. Stop putting spoons down the sink. Oh, no. I dropped a Please. dropped a pair of very small tweezers down my kitchen sink. No, and they I mean not kitchen sink. Is this sink. still the act out or is no, this... in real life? This oh, is an insight into Warnicky. Uh, this is tr- uh, non-fiction storytelling at its finest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talk at mm-hmm. the time I dropped a pair of tweezers down the bathroom sink. They're going to be there forever. What were you tweezing? 
What was I tweezing? Uh, the, uh, possibly in between the old brown? Sure. Maybe, oh. I'm not a very hairy man, but maybe once a year I'll go for a in between. Go for a tweeze. And, uh, th- and that one time, mom. that one time I yeah. dropped it down the fucking Hasn't done it since. <laughs> That'd be There's hard to do. Is it, Drop what it down kind the of sink, sink is it? it? It's very old. It's like, an, you know, 1950s. It's just one big 50s. hole. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's, I live in a hole. That's a well. Thing. Are you talking about a well? <laughs> yeah, I, I was <laughs> tweezering <laughs> over my kitchen well. <laughs> and well. <laughs> Oh, guys, um, we're doing well, though. We're all here. We are doing well. well uh, Matt, well. Has, uh, you, you've just come back from New Zealand. Not that the listeners would know because we uh, banked a few eps. But how was it? I, uh, in real life, because we've been in a bit of a rush, I haven't asked you. So I'd like yeah. to know, how it was, was your trip? It was really great. I went around the South Island a little bit and it was super fun. What a pretty place. Beautiful, yeah. isn't it? Oh, some great Instagrams on Matt's account. Yeah, I really enjoyed some Instagrams you had going there. Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, okay. You got good face. Very yeah, photogenic. I'm very photogenic. <laughs> but I'd say one thing about me to be yes, highly photogenic. Oh, absolutely. When people <laughs> Just say describe yourself oh, in two words, do you, know, do you know Matt Stewart? Are you are you friends with Matt Stewart? Go, yes, absolutely. I am. I've known him for a while now. And they say, oh, what's he like? I said, very photogenic. And then I go into your many other features, but I always start with photogenic. That's number one. I think most people would say that. It's a big one. What's our first for Warnicky? Warnicky. Oh, tiny butt. Tiny tush. Oh. He's got a tiny tush, but a heart of gold. Two words to describe Warnicky. Mm-hmm. Nazi sympathizer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck off. As, if, one, as one if, of if you two. didn't think he was going to go there. As Look, if. I'd blissfully forgotten oh. that I was associated with such a thing. Silly boy. Um, <laughs> Silly boy. So that'd be the top two, two mm-hmm. word descriptions. Third would probably be uh, Nicely dressed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Golden tonsils. Sorry, of course. There. Yeah, yeah. Golden tonsils. That's oh, no, I thought we were talking forth. about serious. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> I was just trying to get a, a compliment, <laughs> on, ongoing joke. That's the one that you started for yourself. No, it just doesn't work like that, does it? No. That's okay. And uh, two words to describe, Jess? <clears throat> a bop bop. A bop bop. A bop bop. A bop bop. Oh, French. <laughs> yeah, I'm French. Oh, I would have said nappy sand mum. Oh, yeah, Nappy Sand's one word, mm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Nappy Sand, what a weird name for a product. It is a weird Sand short for sanitize? Maybe. Nappy Sanit. What about um, Hyena Laugh? <laughs> hyena. There it is. Good, thank you. <laughs> Proved my point there. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to jump into the report this week. Let's do it. Um, which is me reporting. Which is our favourite. Yes. You always talk about that. You always... Uh, it's it's not just us though. Like listeners have tweeted to us and said they love Warnikeys as well. And Matt and I aren't even insulted by that. No, not at all. We totally like it too. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I hate doing the report. No, I don't hate it. It's I'm great. wondering because we're about a month out from Christmas. Mm. I'm wondering if it's going to be a Christmassy topic based on Dave's very Christmassy sweater. Yeah. Is that what you'd call? It? Is that a sweater? It's pretty. A, a uh, jump, yeah. Some sort of a jumper. It's a yeah. it's a knit. A knit. Christmas a knit. knit. Christmas knit. knit. Yes, yeah, so but I would, but I would wear this happily wear this in April. This outfit, so. sure, sure, always festive. You yeah. are always festive. Festive boy, two more words. <laughs> two more words. He's our little festive boy. Yeah. Uh, I've got a topic from the hat, mm-hmm. but we'll start with a question and then credit our author of the topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question to get onto my report is: Who is the poster boy of tortured artists? Oh my god! The poster boy of tortured artists. If you don't get this one, then we'll have a, a follow-up question. Sure. Poster um, boy of tortured artists. Is it a if it's a painter? Joaquin Phoenix. Okay, Joaquin. 
He was briefly... He was briefly tortured, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he, he played that role, It's a strange sentence. Not River Phoenix, the one that did die? No. No. Because he was very tortured. Joaquin. True. Remember I, what? that time I stand Joaquin by my answer, was Joaquin. on Letterman? Yeah, and he became a rapper. Yeah. yeah. For, was, but then it was a, it was just a joke. It was a movie. But kind of related to Joaquin Phoenix, Johnny Cash. Oh. Are we talking painter he artist? Was, I mean, Johnny Cash is somewhat tortured. He had some problems with the drugs. Exactly. The drugs oh. and the booze. The first person that came to my mind was Vincent van Gogh. Oh, he's nailed it. Oh, right. That's okay. very he good. He's the poster boy of tortured artists. Yeah. And sorry, Jess was probably trying to uh, make a bit of fun with that, but I just assumed I was wrong. And I wasn't. Oh, no, I thought Van Gogh as well. Yeah. And then I thought, I'm going to have a couple yeah, of fun answers and then so I'll got, jump in. So, so you just went no, straight in there. Well, rule of three. Um, Matt, I went for Joaquin Phoenix and Johnny Cash. And if, then, if boom, I, we hit him with the real yeah, one. I would have probably, I could have said someone like, um, you know, Brendan Favola. Sure. But, um, artist. Um, and in terms of tortured artists, you know. Well, he had some, yeah, at, at some point he had some gambling issues. Sure. Artist though? Oh, he, he, on the football field, he was definitely an artist. Okay. Well. But, the way he could make a ball talk, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like it, seeing was believing. I mean, Warnock is laughing, but he doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. I'm not a football. He's not a sportsman. This guy doesn't. He's get our it. festive boy. Yes. My festive boy, <laughs> not a sportsman. Yes, that's the difference. I mean, we cross live now to our festive boy. <laughs> You're just there dressed as a Christmas yes. tree. Hello, Chris. I'm here uh, on Christmas Day, and it's been a fun one. See you next year. <laughs> Boom, and I'm gone. And I'm gone. Thank you, festive boy. And they pay you enough to last you the rest of the year. <laughs> like oh, that's your he's one. Very good. He works he one day. Of that'd, year. Be, that'd be that'd be a dream. You'd be a great festive boy. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, well, if anyone's listening and could sponsor a festive boy, get in touch. <laughs> uh, this uh, a suggestion is actually uh, from Twitter, from P. Basta. P. Basta. It's at PJ Basta, B-A-S-T-A. Mm-hmm. So thanks, PJ. Or in our hat, their name is just listed as P. Basta. P. Basta. <laughs> that, just suggested... that, made you, that tickled you somewhat there. <laughs> yeah. Can you elaborate on why that would be? PJ Basta. Yeah. Because oh, P. Baster just sounds like a great name. It's a good name. You bloody P. Baster. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know if that, <laughs> Do you that think sheds P- any more light onto P- it Bastard? by just saying it again with bloody at the start. I, I just I just find that we, on this show, we are, f- um, I was going to say famous, we are <laughs> well known to each other for reporting on people with fu- with funny yes, or funny. satisfying sounding names to Very say. True, and I think yeah. P. Baster is a satisfying P- name. P. I'm pretty satisfied by that. Yeah, yeah. me too. Uh, P. Baster is uh, texting the... Uh, he said, Vincent van Gogh's ear. Oh, oh, bloody hell. So I thought we'd get Very into specific. it. Very specific. With um, our three most famous ear-related incidents. I've written down my top three ear-related incidents. Okay, I know. I reckon I know one of all... them. It's on the sporting field in are the they, boxing ring. Are these ring. all Van Gogh related? That's right. Number, th- number three. <laughs> mm-hmm. We've uh, June 28, 1997. Mike Tyson v. Evander Holyfield 2, the boxing title mm-hmm. fight. Billed as the Sound and the Fury. Um, uh, did you know much about this, Matt? Uh, not really. I know that he bit his ear off. Yeah, right. So and then spat it on the on the boxing oh. floor. So the boxing floor. The Ring. mat. The mat. mat. Boxing mat. You've, that's your name. You yeah. should know that one. <laughs> spat it on the boxing mat. I never knew much about it, so I looked into it a little bit. So because oh. I, I thought of it, but Holyfield won the first three rounds. Well, the first couple of rounds, first two rounds. Then Tyson began the third round with a. Uh, Bit of a furious attack, and then uh, with 40 seconds to go, they got into a clinch where they lock into each other. And uh, Mike Tyson uh, just decided to uh, bite Holyfield on his right ear, 
and a one piece of cartilage, a one inch piece of cartilage from the top of his ear was actually bitten off, and he spat it out. Yeah. Oh! And then Holyfield shrieked around in pain and runs around, covered in blood. And they call off the fight, right? And then they decide the doctor says, "No, nah, he's okay." And they keep going. I didn't they know this. Do they not. kept going. Next round. Lock again. Mike Tyson bites him on the left ear. Oh, for fuck's sake. This time only scratches him, doesn't take a bit off. And then um, they call the fight fight off. And then uh, Mike Tyson's like, can't understand why they've called it off. And uh, he um, goes for Holyfield, who is surrounded by security. And Mike Tyson starts trying to punch the security guard. Oh, my God. It's just crazy. <laughs> That's what they I, knew, say. I thought it was like, bite the ear. And everyone's like, well, not cool. But they kept going. Bite me on the ear once. Shame, Shame on, on you. <laughs> uh, Tyson was banned from the sport for one year and fined $3 million, which was not much money for him at the times. And then he was back. Yeah. And he's still like, he's a movie star now. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Of sorts. Uh, incident number two. A man that we mentioned a few weeks ago, Mark Chopper-Reed. Oh, oh. of course. Mm. Yes. And I decided to look more into it because we... we we alluded to it. If you've ever seen the film uh, Chopper, which it's an Aussie movie, but it did well overseas, so our overseas listeners may know about it. Eric Banner, Eric Banner, sort, sort of, of breakthrough, breakout role. into Hollywood sort of role. Um, he was playing Mark Chopper Reed. Everyone called him Chopper. He uh, he had a fellow inmate cut off both of his ears in order to be able to leave uh, H Division of uh, Pentridge Prison. We were talking about temporarily. Uh, in his early biographies, he claimed he did it to get away from people that were trying to ambush him and, and kill him because he pissed off the wrong people. But then later on, uh, he said that uh, he did it to win a bet. Oh, <laughs> Which is, there's only one l- winner of the bet, and that is not Chopper. No. 100% that That's is a shocker. That is not a good idea. But the number one ear-related incident of all time must be credited to uh, the artist Vincent van Gogh, who we're going to talk about here today. Woo. And it's Van. It is Van Gogh, isn't it? Because well, th- I'm going to say this at this, the start of the episode. He's he was Dutch, right? Mm-hmm. So his real name is Vincent Van Gogh, uh. like a k- sound at the end. But then no one says that in English. So so more people say Gogh than Go. So I think Gogh is more correct. Mm. Right. I I reckon I grew up thinking it was Go. Yeah, I think so too. I, think I reckon I, in primary school when we studied his work we would have said Vincent van Gogh. Vincent van Gogh. I reckon too. But Goff is is good. Let's say let's stick with Goff. I just think as no, long I as we you I think should do the real pronunciation, Dave. Vincent Goff. van Gogh. Because <laughs> I, that I w- lit up Matt's little face. Vincent van Gogh. <laughs> he looks I'm so just because he's gonna have to say it a hundred times. Yeah, so seriously be... there's so many times in this report. He looks so happy when you say it. <laughs> All right, let's try it. And then we'll have our Dutch listeners go, actually that was terribly incorrect. Yeah. Probably worse than saying Goff. Sorry, Dutch listeners. Yeah, sorry about that. Our no. former Prime Minister, Goch Whitlam. <laughs> uh, Vincent van Gogh. Goch. was born on the 30th of March, 1853, in Zundert in the southern Netherlands. He was the son of Pastor Theodorus van Gogh. Theodorus. What? Theo. I told you about great Teddy. names. And his wife, Pastor. Anna Cornelia Carbentus. Oh, Van Gogh. <laughs> I like the Anna Cornelia are, part, oh, especially. That's these great. Are, they're great names. Uh, Vincent was a common name in the Van Gogh family. His grandfather was a Vincent, named after his own uncle, also Vincent. 
And uh, Van Gogh, the artist, was not even the first Vincent from his parents. He had an older brother also called Vincent. Oh, great. Who died very early on. Oh. <laughs> they decided to recycle the name. That's... Vincent. So I mean, uh, the other guy wasn't using it. So. But, I know, but imagine if you hadn't seen a family friend for like 10 years and somebody's like, oh, how, how's Vincent? And you're like, oh, he, mm. he passed away. Oh, I'm so, two of your sons. Are, oh no, sorry, you meant the yeah. second one. No, Vincent, he's fine. He's, the second. He's, he's, yeah, he's dead as well, actually. <laughs> but the third. Sometimes one, I forget. Sometimes yeah. I do forget. Something happened with his ears as well. Yeah, we haven't know. found out what yet. Yeah, Dave hasn't told us. But <laughs> something. Do you guys have any names in your family that like are passed down? No. Any recurring no, names? Got like no. My mum. Middle name is Jane, which is my sister's name, but oh, that's yeah. about it. There's a, there's a lot of Michaels in my family. My grandfather's Michael. He had a son, Michael, and mm. then... Do they call him Junior? Uh, n- uh, I, look, I wasn't around when he was a junior. Sure. But not, not, not in my time. Do you call him Senior now? Uh, no. And it, but he didn't have a kid. He only had two daughters, but one of his, his older sister had a son called Michael as yeah, well. So okay. there's a Michael on each generation. I don't know if that's, that's on purpose it. or what. No, it just that can just happen. I think it probably was for your grandfather to name his son. Yeah, but Michael. he did have a lot of kids. He had 14 kids. So yeah. He was just running, probably running low on names. Yeah. <laughs> We've got lots of... I mean, of... at the time there was famously only 13 names. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, well, we just got to, well, I don't know, give him mine then. One of them was uh, called Koch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just like, he, yeah, he sneezed when he, <laughs> when the nurse had asked him. <laughs> what would you like to call it? Oh, oh hang on. Yeah. The nurse is like, sorry, I've written Too it down. Late. It's in pen. Yeah, get one shot. In pen. Ha- we haven't invented white out no. yet. And these forms are very expensive. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. We've got lots of Phillips. Philip. Philip Perkins. So it was my oh, that's, grandpa. That's double P, Philip Perkins. Yeah, but it's like a fupa. You know? Anyway. Do people call him fupa? Fupa. My grandpa, and then he had one of his sons, and then he had one of his sons, and there's lots of Phillips. Lots of Johns, too. Phillips a great name. Dad, my dad's John. And then we got our parents' names as our middle names. So that's that's handy. There's only two of us. Imagine if there was a third, and they got some weird made-up oh, middle name. That's a combo. Com- no combo, significance. Combo the two names together. Yeah. Jan. John and Anne. Jan. Jan. Or that is a name. <laughs> I will say that Jan, you <laughs> laughed a, a bit, but Jan is definitely... No, because what if, like, what if I had a, a little brother? Well, his middle name had to be Jan. Jan. Or Aeon. <laughs> it's no good, is That's it? That's also a name, I'll have you know. Aeon. Aeon. It was uh, what Aeon's your earring. dad's 12th brother, I believe, was, was Aeon. Aeon? Aeon, yeah. And then the, th- the 13th was a s- and Sink. <laughs> <laughs> and Sink. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Van Gogh uh, had a brother, Theo, named after the dad, mm-hmm. uh, who was very, very close to throughout his whole life. Then there was another brother... Core and then three sisters. Core. 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 It sounds like, yeah. Oh, I don't really feel like going out tonight. Core. Core. Check out her tits. Core. Core. Yeah. Check out her tits. I'd like to core. Hang on. Oh no no no. Yeah okay great. Three three sisters. Elizabeth. With an S. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. So you got to pronounce it differently. Anna. And Wilhelmina. Wilhelmina. She got the Boy, short okay, straw. Girl. They called her Will. Will. <laughs> they did? No. no they Will. Did, yeah. Wilhelmina. Will. So like, nah. Anna, Elizabeth, 
Perfectly great names. Wilhelmina. What's your your sister's name? Elizabeth. (laughs) Wilhelmina. Core. Really? Core. She got the short straw and then Core's like, yes. Fuck. (laughs) Happens every time. Back then, Elizabeth was the weird name. Wilhelmina. There was a Wilhelmina on every corner. Oh, yeah. Everybody knew. For some reason, they were (laughs) standing out in the corners. This is my corner, Wilhelmina. Even in the rooms, just every (laughs) room, every street, (laughs) there was a Wilhelmina. There were that many of them. Against their own will or? Yeah. Against against their their own own Wilhelmina. (laughs) Yes. Wordplay. We did it, it, you guys. Should we just stop it there? Yeah, we're done. Yeah, I feel like we've peaked. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. Patreon, thanks so much. Bye. Uh, Van Gogh's mother was a rigid and religious woman who emphasised the importance of family to the point of claustrophobia to those around her. Oh, wow. She was very intense and had no personal space. She was up in your grill. Yeah. She wanted Wilhelmina in more than just the corners. Theodorus' salary was modest, but the church supplied the family with a house, a maid, two cooks, a gardener, a carriage, and a horse. I think they're okay. I love <laughs> They were, I mean, they were tough times. Were I tough mean, they times. have a house. They had made. two cooks. Yeah, so but I two cooks, like, but one I maid. Like, I feel like P Diddy doesn't even have two cooks, and that's fucking P Diddy. <laughs> Am I right? Or some other contemporary reference? <laughs> Did you say one maid? One maid. Well, you'd go two maids and one cook, surely. I think that's what P Diddy did. Or like a maid and a nanny. There's right. so many children. Yeah, two cooks. But maybe the cooks are you know all rounders too. Maybe. Sounds like too many cooks. <laughs> Uh, Van Gogh was sent to a boarding school and hated it. That's weird. But he was encouraged to draw by his mother. His art teacher at the boarding school's philosophy was to reject technique in the favour of capturing the impression of things, uh, particularly uh, particularly nature or common objects, but it's still life. That sort of got him going. Uh, later, yeah, got him going. later, Van Gogh <laughs> wrote that his uh, his youth was austere, cold, and sterile. Aww. Which is austere. He often. I would I would say that he would describe most of his life like that. It's it's a it's a this is why he's the poster boy of, of tortured artists. Yeah, he, a, I will say that this episode is, it's a tragic life. He didn't seem like a happy chappy, you know. No way. There was no festive boy. I mean, he may have <laughs> <laughs> he may have you know painted the sunflowers, but he was not a human sunflower. Oh you no, know? Oh, no. He painted things that he was not. Mm-hmm. Starry night. He's not. He's one not of those. starry night. God no. Bowl of fruit. He's not a bowl of fruit. He'll eat one. Sure. Begrudgingly. Yeah, but he ain't one. No. Et cetera. <laughs> prove, prove her wrong, everyone. Prove her wrong. <laughs> uh, we know so much about Van Gogh. He did um, do uh, self-portraits as well. Ah. Which he was not. Very good. Oh, hang on. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but they were all mirror images because he looked at himself in the mirror. Ugh. So, the opposite of him. What a hack. Which he was not. <laughs> Which he was not. The opposite yes. of him. Yes. Okay. Uh, we know so much about the man who was not well known uh, during his lifetime because of his extremely close-knit relationship uh, with his younger brother, Theo, who I talked about before. Mm. Uh, their lifelong friendship and most of what is known of Vincent's thoughts about the world and art are recorded in hundreds of letters that they exchanged each other over 18 years. Oh, that's nice. The letters uh, have been described as having a diary-like intimacy and in parts read like an autobiography. So you could, he wrote down nearly everything he thought. Wow. Nearly. Uh, the, only, the only real, <laughs> the only real gra- uh, gap was when they lived together in Paris and they had no, no need to write letters to each other. Oh, I don't know. I still text my housemate. Well, other than letters like, we need milk and yeah. um, take out the trash, you lazy prick, <laughs> which uh, has... Has survived the generations. Wow, that's now in a museum. My housemate was messaging me the other day and 
because she didn't realize I was home. Were you in your? I was, I was in my room. Was she in her room? Yeah. What was she saying? Are she you in your room? Me. And you wrote, yep. And then that was it. That was it. End of conversation. De- Deb <laughs> has seen this message. <laughs> <laughs> and sync. <laughs> you should write that to her. <laughs> and sync. <laughs> uh, Van Gogh's uncle, Uncle Cent, which I love because I feel like that's what 50 Cent's nieces and nephews would call him. <laughs> that's why I mentioned him. Uh, uncle Cent got him a job at a respectable and quite famous art dealership, Grupal and Sai. Mm. I'm definitely saying that wrong to our Dutch friends. Art dealership. But are you imagining it like a car dealership where they're all a bit dodgy? Do you want to take it for a bit of a test drive? And they're all kind of like sleazy, oily men. <laughs> yeah, you see the hole in the middle of the canvas? Yeah, that makes it go faster. <laughs> you want that? It's pretty good. You can, I was going to say something wildly inappropriate about what you could do with a hole in a canvas, but I will ask you instead, David, to please do go on. Fuck it? Yep. Good. Um, Glory holes I just, I just could not die not knowing. <laughs> could not die not knowing. That's confusing. <laughs> I wish I was dead now. <laughs> uh, he trained up in the art dealership. He put on the sleazy suit and started selling. Mm-hmm. Uh, he moved to London to work and this was a happy time for Van Gogh. Oh. He was successful at his work and at 20 was earning more money than his father. Wow. But... How many chefs did he have? Yeah, that's the question, Too isn't many. it? Doesn't mention. Too many. Probably had to cook for himself like some sort of idiot. Oh, but he had several maids. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Didn't have to clean up, but had to make his own cup of soup. What about if you could pick one? One maid or one chef? Um, maid. Made for you? I like cooking more than I like cleaning. I'm Wait, not, is, a maid, yeah. is a maid a cleaner? Yeah. Yeah. Bit of an all-rounder. Yeah. Yeah, I go maid because I'm never home... Like I very rarely cook because I'm very rarely home to cook a meal. So it'd be kind of pointless having a chef there to cook for me and then I'm not there to eat it. I'd definitely pick a cook because I cannot. Yeah, we could know, I, buddy. You I can't get, do a toasted sandwich. Would it be okay for me to just get specifically uh, Niles from the nanny because he cooks <laughs> and cleans? Or oh, Niles, oh, he was is. an all-rounder and is. makes uh, little snide comments about people. Which is fun. Which is fun. Yeah, okay, good call. Maybe Daphne from Frasier. Yeah. Because I think she is... I think she... Isn't she like the physio, but she seems to do everything. Yeah, she's... Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's w- even better because I get massages as well. That's All right. Uh, cook, cleaner, slash mate, or physio. <laughs> Oof. Okay. No, I'd take physio. Again, I'd just take Daphne. I thought... Yeah. Like, oh. oh, yeah. Daphne wins. <laughs> <laughs> she always wins. Nice, uh, fresh references. The <laughs> Nanny and Frasier. Any uh, modern l- mm. lurch from the Adams family? Uh, that you're going <laughs> further you're back. Going it's further back. Yeah, I don't know if it is. A, it's not a real modern TV trope to have a, have help, is it? I yeah. Don't, I probably don't watch enough of it. It's probably like an outdated idea now. I reckon. They might have a personal assistant, but they're not going to cook and clean for them. They just organise their business lives. What about on Meet the Kardashians or... or <laughs> Meet the Kardashians. <laughs> yeah, they'd have they'd have they'd have a helper. I don't, think, I don't, don't see him. They don't like to show him. Right. You don't see him. Right. No, you don't. I heard that one of their security guards got fired for talking to Kim. Oh. <laughs> Something you know, he probably said. Hello, where are we going tonight? You're oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Well, I think yeah, you definitely need more information because if. Like talking to Kim was him saying, "I'm gonna fucking kill you in your sleep." <laughs> then yeah, you fair stupid enough. Bitch. But if he said, 
Um, sorry. Um, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm, my shift is over. I'll catch you tomorrow. And that feels like an over. She probably said, I'm going to kill you in your fucking sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then That's good. a good American accent. Yeah, it's pretty good. Is it? Thank you. <laughs> been working Jess? on it. Jess, you've been to America. Been wor- <laughs> I have. I and have. How was that accent? I thought that's actually pretty good, Kim, I thought. Oh, my God. That's that's. Is it. that what she I didn't know. She sounds like like the Valley Girl stereotype, sort of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Oh my! Oh my God! Oh my God! No, I can't. Oh my! Oh my uh, God! This is what she, it's like a combination of that and. Uh, that's all you hear. I got really. no issues with her. She seems to be a bit of an easy target. Oh, absolutely! But what has she? What has she done wrong? I don't know. Don't look at me. I don't care. Jess, what has she done? I know. Jess, you're the one who brought her up, so. <laughs> So you could bring her down yeah. on my favorite so show, you... Meet the Kardashians. <laughs> like all about, isn't that about the secret lives of their butlers and things like that? Yeah. That's what Matt would have us believe. It's about a butcher called Kardashian. Wait, what is the show called? Keeping up with the Kardashians. That's pretty You gotta keep close. the K sound. They yeah, love K. Keeping up with the Kardashians. Anyway, we've spent maybe a little too much. Too long talking about the Kardashians, and not enough time talking about Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Van Gogh. <laughs> uh, Van Gogh, the man of the hour, became inf- he's living in London as an art dealer now. Yep. Infatuated with his landlady's uh, daughter. Ooh, ooh la la. Eugenie Lawyer. Ugh, not good. But was uh, rejected after confessing his feelings, and she was secretly engaged to another former lodger. Oh, secretly Eugenie. Engaged. He grew more isolated. This really upset him. And uh, remember, this is a happy time. His life was on the way out now. He became very religious, turned to religion. Ah. Uh, he transferred to Paris, but got fired when he grew critical of how the art dealership was commoditizing art, which is exactly what an art dealership, dealership. does. They deal in art, and that was his issue with they them. Deal in them. Too much dealing. For money. Oh, Too much right. money is being asked for these pieces. Like, don't you understand what art is? Which I find very... It's not about money. To what? quote Jesse J. It's not about the money. money. What did Jasmine were up in the Northern Territory of that rock shop? Do you remember that? <laughs> and the yes. and I went to buy. Oh my god! I went to buy. He sort of took a disliking to. He hated us all of us because we're from Melbourne, or some of us. Oh fucking Melbourne! No, that was pretty much his time. And he, oh. but he goes. Um, then I went. I, I, where everyone was being very nice to him. He was like, he was just an old, old funny, funny. In the middle of nowhere. Just with a little rock shop, like just so uh, just just define a rock shop. What's like that mean? just bits of rock. Yeah, he was selling bits of rock. So I went up, and there was here's another one. And there's like it's there not even a, a proper of... shop. It was like a shed, and it just had like honk your horn so that he knew to come out to the shed so you could have a look around his shop. <laughs> honk and your I... horn if you want a rock. <laughs> <laughs> beep beep. And ever that's we, the rock alarm. We drove up in two cars, and at the front car sort of went, oh, this isn't what we thought it was going to be, and we're going. So the one back, behind beep, and I'm in the I'm driving the car behind. I'm like. Oh, they must have seen the sign saying to beep. <laughs> no, no, man, no, yes, that's no. exactly what we were doing. Right, guy starts it. running out. Hey, guys, shit, we're stuck in a ditch. Yeah, well, that's the thing. And then he was like, you, you can you can come into the shop, but you can't go out the back. You can't go out the back. We There's cameras out there. You can't go out the back. We I'm busy. And we're like, he's got bodies out the back. See, man, he's got, he's got cameras we out there. We don't know. He was a very creepy, strange man. Anyway. But then, he, so I tried to buy one of these rocks. It was in a thing marked $2, and he said... I'm not. You, he said, I'm, "I'm not taking your money." I'm like, "Oh, but it says two dollars." He says, "No, it's, this is that's what you'd think like in Melbourne." You'd, you'd, we're not like that up yeah, here. Yeah, we're not like that up that. here. Yeah. What does that mean? I don't yeah. know. It's like he doesn't want to make any money from his Hang business, on. basically. So in that... Melbourne, oh, selling things for money is very Melbourne. Yeah. So you could take it for free. 
Yeah, yeah he, he took it. To it. It was like a weird way of doing something Do you nice. think that the rock thing was... A front? No, I think that maybe that the $2 one is a test. And if you patronise him by buying, obviously, a shit rock, he's like, oh, they just think they have to buy something. $2, all right. I, I don't know, he was is. such a strange human. Fucking Melbourne. He was awful. And then we asked him if he'd been to Melbourne before. Uh, or Yeah, and he just sort of started naming places in Melbourne. He's like, Flinders Street Station. <laughs> and we're like, Pretty. okay, so that's yes, you have been to Melbourne. And he goes, Melbourne one, Airport. He goes, once is enough. <laughs> okay, champ, it was probably 50 years ago, but yeah, cool. Thank you, have a lovely day, bye. And where's that rock now? Bet it's taking pride of place. Did you give I, it to somebody? I gave it to our friend David. David, yeah. David. Which uh, is very nice. What were we talking about? Van oh, we were talking about how the dealership. That he quit because... Wait, so was it similar? Yeah. My good not, example not, of the rock It was similar to the rock to make thing. money. Someone said to him, I'd like to buy that painting. And he said, that's not how we do it in Paris, <laughs> mate. I don't know about you in fucking Melbourne. <laughs> that's what I, I... I do enjoy <laughs> that he doesn't like the idea of commoditizing art. Mm-hmm. Even though that now his paintings are pr- some of the most... Expensive paintings yeah. in the whole world, yeah, but, which we'll work. talk about. Oh, sizzle! Do you Ooh. think? Um, do you think there's a if he was listening to this podcast, which I think of as being art? Do you think he'd be he'd be pretty anti the whole Patreon thing? We've, we've we are commoditizing our art, aren't we? Commoditizing is such a I've never heard it said before. I like, and it. now I've heard it said too many enough time good a good amount of times. <laughs> Commoditizing. Commoditizing. Yeah, I reckon he'd be like, You guys are selling out. Commodis- you used to just pod for the love of pod. Now you're all about the money grubbing. It's not money, about that. Money, money. It's not about that. And we're like, we just wanna eat. <laughs> Please. We just wanna eat. Please. It's a good song. A little song I just <laughs> That's cute. Just came up with. What do you think of his song, Dave? <laughs> so great. <laughs> ja-jang, ja-jang. Ba-bang, ba-bang. <laughs> now it sounds like you're singing zombie. Zombie. <laughs> yeah, which is, yeah. It's a, it's Very a similar meta- metaphor for the commodifying of art. Mm-hmm. Or the commodis... Commoditization. <laughs> Commoditization. I feel like it's probably not a word, but who cares? April 1876, Van Gogh returned to England, taking unpaid work as a supply teacher what? in a small boarding school. I'm not taking your money. They, they offered him thousands. He, he said, said no. I'm a not supply com- teacher. Commodify, commoditize, commoditize. <laughs> oh. no, so a supply teacher, well, that's just like an emergency teacher. Ah, uh, yes. But if anyone, he's got, one, has no training, two, he's doing it for free. If, yeah. someone, if you walked into the school and said, any teacher's way, I'll do it <laughs> for nothing. <laughs> You'd be like, that's fucking weird. <laughs> that's creepy. You can't be alone with the kids. You know you can't touch them. Oh, never mind. Ooh. <laughs> Bye-bye. See you later. <laughs> Did you see him in a paddock? Anybody watching these cows? I'll do it. I'll do it. Can't. You know you can't touch them. Oh. See ya. See ya. How about these rocks? <laughs> Two bucks a piece. <laughs> no one's watching these rocks. I've got to stop saying watch. Hey, anyone, 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 anyone touching these, these cows? cows? <laughs> 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 huh? All right, n- yeah, now that you've been clear, <laughs> yes, please do. No one is. Position is vacant. And so is there. Thank <laughs> no, That's no. enough. Yeah. Uh, he then did stare. many... So is there stare. Yes. Yeah. He then did many jobs over a short period of time. A minister's assistant. He worked in a bookshop. A minister's assistant. Yeah, if you say it really quick. Minister's assistant. He worked in a bookshop. 
and as a minister's assistant. Uh-huh. Um, and then moved back to Amsterdam and attempted the university's theology e- entrance exam. He failed that. Mm. He undertook but also failed a three-month course at a Protestant missionary school near Brussels. How did he fail that? did not mind having a crack, though. No, he, he had a crack. <laughs> he then... So he, he didn't pass as the test, but he took up a, a post as a missionary in Belgium. To show support for his impoverished congregation, he gave up his comfortable lodgings at a bakery to a homeless person and moved to a small hut where he slept on straw. Oh. Wow. So this is quite a giving Well, you'd think so. You'd think, that, you'd think that the church would look kindly upon that. No, but his squalid living conditions did not endear him to church authorities who dismissed him for, quote, undermining the dignity of the priesthood. Ugh. Well, they've... It feels like they've got that upside down. Yeah. yeah. Well, you just helped people. That's not what we're about. That's not very Christian. <laughs> what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Take the five-star hotel. That's right. Did Jesus ever sleep in some sort of barn? I mm, don't think I so. I do not think so. <laughs> mm, never saw hay in his fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, he, he, but uh, Van Gogh did not take kindly this. He cracked it and walked 75 kilometres or 47 miles to Brussels. He walked home. He walked to, wow. to Brussels, 75k. That's a decent walk, I reckon. That's not a bad walk. Not a bad walk? You really clear your head on I mean, a 75 k I reckon halfway through, you're like, oh, this is longer than I thought. Yeah. Halfway through, you just done a marathon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just doubled a marathon. Two Ks in, I'm like, this was a mistake. Yeah. I should have got an Uber. What am I doing? Is there a tram nearby? I, I imagine the roads were all beautifully paved back then. And he would have been wearing very comfortable Nike sneakers. Yeah, you're right. So I think he would have been fine. He probably, he w- it would have been like a nice day too, like sunny, but a cool breeze. So yeah. it's not hot. And he would have had like a Tour de France style support crew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Building tents and things for him at night. And Would have had one of those hats with a couple of drink bottles on the sides. <laughs> yeah. A foam dome. A foam dome. Foam dome. Got, the, got a couple of, couple of coldies in there. Yeah. Be you. He had a great time. He had an Apple Watch. <laughs> Check the weather. Oh, it's beautiful. One Listen to his favourite podcasts and hot tracks. Uh-huh. Podcasts oh. do help a walk. They do. A I walked kilometer. home from the studio yesterday. It was about a 45-minute walk. It flew, it flew by. What did you bloody listen to? I was listening to... Uh, you know, Nick Kappa's podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Highway to Nothing. Highway to Nothing. A fellow. So we're hosted by the So Pod, stupid old podcasting. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a podcasting network, you'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Fellow, we should. Uh, it's a good podcast. I really do enjoy that. Great Nick Kappa, Highway to Nothing. I've I've recorded one that'll come out someday. Me too. Oh, cool. Well, we will be plugging the shit out of that then, guys. Don't listen to him yet. <laughs> Wait for <laughs> Manchester. Yeah, fuck that. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss this podcast is brought to you by squarespace the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience upload video content organize your video library and showcase your content on beautiful video pages You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. 
Cha-ching. <laughs> you can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalised results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI... Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. (laughs) And edit it. (laughs) Hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music, or eBooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. (laughs) (laughs) And you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Uh, He returned to his parents back in Netherlands and he fought with his father who already wanted to commit the young man to an asylum. Oh, what? Yeah, so he was already showing showing signs of mental fatigue, let's say. He then returned back to Belgium and became interested in the people and scenes around him and recorded them in drawings after his brother Theo suggested it would be a good thing to do. He went to Brussels, start, studied under a renowned artist who encouraged Van Gogh, so the, the guy's called Willem Roloffs, if anyone's really into art. He encouraged Van Gogh to uh, study drawing properly at an art school, which is, he always thought that real artists didn't, shouldn't study, but mm-hmm. he got told otherwise. So he, just, he went to uh, uh, a university where he studied uh, anatomy and the standard rules of modelling and perspective. It's kind of like, like people who are like, I'm going to go to a workshop and learn comedy. And you're like, really? You're going to... Yeah, but, but, but art, I think, is a little bit different. I was about to, yeah, sorry, I thought you were about to say that you can't. I was going to say you can definitely learn perspective. It's like and when totally. doctors are like, oh, you're <laughs> going to go to doctor school, are you? Well, that's bullshit. I'm operating now and I'm self-taught. Yeah. Pass me the scalpels. <laughs> <laughs> school of fucking life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And fucking up this person who just died. Sorry about yeah. that. Uh, and by the way, sir, yes, your wife will not make it. <laughs> I've killed dozens of people and I haven't learned a thing. So, <laughs> how about that? How about she's here for a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Not a face cut? Oh, my mm. mistake. I was like, oh, that's going to take a while to heal. In uh, the summer of 1881, continuing... Oh, a good year. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm so glad he said it. <laughs> continuing to draw Van Gogh. Moved back home and fell in love with his recently widowed cousin. Okay. Kivos Stricker was her name. Kivos. Key, middle name Voss, Stricker. Key a beautiful name. Voss Stricker. Kivos, very pretty. He very pretty. proposed marriage to Kivos Stricker, but was rebuffed with an adamant... You're my Nuit cousin. <laughs> nimmer, which means no, nay, never. Ouch. Which is Ouch. a bit of a... Uh, um, you know, a horrible thing to hear. But undeterred, he nevertheless continued to press his attention. Have you guys got any hot cousins? No. <laughs> None that I would uh, I'd propose to more than once. Sure. Say that. They sure, say, sure. no, I'm moving on. You wouldn't press your... What did you, what did you press? Press his attention. His attention. That's not a euphemism, is it? Hmm. Uh, no, it was just like when he just pressing his balls against the window or something. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, never. I am pressing my attentions on your bedroom window. <laughs> She's just like, get out of it. Get out of it. Uh, Undeterred, despite um, the increasing dismay and disapproval of his family, which eventually led to his leaving the family home again for a while, he decided to continue to express his feelings. Until in 1881, it led to Theo, he wrote, quote, To express my feelings for Key, I said resolutely, she and no other. 
and her no, nay, never was not strong enough to make me give her up. Yeah. I still had hope and my love remained, notwithstanding this refusal, which I thought was like a piece of ice that would melt. He thought he could win her over. No means no, gok. But then he went to Amsterdam to uh, visit her and uh, her family told her, quote, told him, when you are in the house, key leaves it. She answers, certainly not him. To your she and no other, your persistence is disgusting. This is Vincent writes this. I put my hand in the flame of a lamp and said, let me see her as long as I can keep my hand in the flame. But they blew out the lamp. (laughs) 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 I love that such a pal. He's like, I I can suffer forever. (sighs) Oh, fuck. I can suffer no more. Good day. That's very clever. Uh, and they said, you shall not see her. And this incident reportedly made Van Gogh stop believing in God. And he never took up faith again. Okay. So how easy well. God comes to him and, and leaves again. <laughs> On Christmas Day that year, he refused to, which is uh, only a few days later, he re- refused to attend church, provoking a violent quarrel with his father, who's the pastor, which resulted in him leaving home the very same day. So he's left home about 700 times. Mm, he's one of those kids. One of those guys. <laughs> no, nay, never. Nah, it's different this time, Mum. It's a startup business. We're going to be fine. <laughs> it's a startup. <laughs> you know, like, like Facebook. I'm going to be rich one day, Mum. you just got to give me time. Now I'm not going to pay any rent. Fuck off, Mum. Can we have spaghetti for dinner, please? Thank you. My favourite. And it's cheap. <laughs> Je- Jess just moved out of home for the first time as a 26-year-old woman. Okay, all right. And, uh, and uh, is. Demanding spaghetti from her housemate every night. Every night. She's never home at night. She works so, nights. But I'm still... I message her and I'm like... Spaghetti for breakfast? Where my spaghetti at, bitch? <laughs> Where my spaghetti at? Where my spaghetti at? Valerie so says, Mum, that's how I'm going to ask you. Yeah. She gets it. Put in the bowl, bitch. Are you saying... Uh, is it? Is it? Is it quite sad to move out for the first time at 26? I, I don't, really... Probably, that's probably... It's probably... I don't need. I was like, I was. All, I was pretty I much twenty five. I was pretty much twenty five. Pretty much twenty five. <laughs> like four days after I turned twenty six. What are we talking about? When did you? How old were you when you first moved out? I was also pretty late. Twenty four. About t- this time two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was twenty three. So but I, didn't your parents have the rule of twenty three? They did have that rule. Is yeah. that a rule? So did it get to your twenty third birthday? Happy birthday, Matt. Your bags are packed. Out <laughs> you go. <laughs> Stop putting uh, your balls on the window. I, 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 I turned <laughs> 23 overseas, though. So I, had to, I came back and... And you just weren't... Have you not been allowed back in the family home since? Yeah. Even for I Christmas? They had packed up his stuff. It was out on the curb. I think, I, I, think I, I, I sort of took that in arrears, sort of. Is that the right... In your rear? Oh, no. Hang on. <laughs> oh, what a mess we've got ourselves into. <laughs> I, took, I took the time that I had from when I was overseas and I tacked that on. Oh, sure. So I stayed a bit longer. Were you on sick leave? Yeah, sick leave. <laughs> From your family I cash, home? I cashed in my sick yeah, leave. Uh, well, I was away for six weeks, so... And I was, I've I, got an extra... I got that at half time, I so did, really, actually, that's 12 weeks. Yeah. Just remember, I did move back once as well. Oh, nice. Had a, had a, had a breakup. I was living with a, a lady, and we broke up, and I was like, oh, fuck, we were... Yep. That's, that's made a bit of a mess of the plans, so I moved back into my old room, which was a storage then, and didn't <laughs> didn't change anything. So I had to, to get into my bed, I had to climb over... <laughs> Boxes? <laughs> no, really? Yeah, and I, yeah. You could have moved them, but you're like, no, no. Well, it was it was too temporary. proud. It was temporary. And how long was temporary? Uh, it was a few months. Yeah. Of climbing over boxes, but too proud to move them. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, and I. Anyway. Uh, I know it's hard to keep track, but uh, Van Gogh is still in the Netherlands. Sure. 
uh, he started to focus on painting and drawing. And in August 1884, Margot Begerman, a neighbor's daughter and 10 years his senior, began joining him on his painting forays when he'd go out and find um, stuff to paint. She fell in love and he reciprocated. I love this, although less enthusiastically. Oh, <laughs> yeah, she was more into him. Brutal. Yeah. They decided to marry, but the idea was opposed by both families, following which Margot took an overdose of strychnine. What the fuck? She was saved when Van Gogh rushed her to a nearby hospital, but they didn't end up ever getting married. Why did the families... What? Is it because she's older? Older, I think he wasn't wealthy, so that's probably what their family would have wanted. I know, but she's over man. the hill. Like, if she's, if anybody's going to marry her, they should be grateful. Mm. You know what I mean? She's old, and he's <laughs> she's practically dead. <laughs> she's even before gross. the strychnine. She's so and, young. He's, he's about thirty as well. They're both. They're, neither of them are young in the olden days, mm. and he's like a, a sad loser. Like yeah. I mean, both of them should be just just let him be happy. Sad losers. Even yeah, or may, well, maybe the parents are like oh, he clearly doesn't love you as much as yeah. you love him. This oh, is fucking sad. Don't sad. do it. Don't do it. That's sad. Uh, the next year, his father died of a heart attack, so tragedy, Great. tragedy. Great. Uh, during his uh, two years' stay in uh, the town of Newnan, he completed numerous drawings and watercolours and nearly 200 oil paintings. Wow. He's starting to really paint every day. Uh, his palette at the time, though, consisted mainly of sombre earth tones, particularly dark browns, and showed no vivid colours. So anything that you imagine Van Gogh now, mm-hmm. he wasn't doing that yet. Mm. Uh, his brother, who is was actually quite a successful art dealer, he got into the, that business but stayed in and did well. Theo. Um, Theo tried to sell some of his paintings but had no luck. There's a record of Van Gogh saying to Theo that he wasn't trying hard enough to sell them, but he contended that his paintings were too dark and not like the Impressionist paintings that were uh, taking off at the time. Okay. Which is funny because Van Gogh is known to history as one of the most important post-Impressionists. Hmm. Helped to kill Impressionism. There you go. Uh, He moved uh, to Antwerp in 1885, where he rented a small room above a paint dealer's shop. He lived in poverty and ate poorly, preferring to spend money on uh, painting materials and models. People could hire to paint. Bread, coffee, and tobacco were his staple diet. Bread, coffee, and tobacco. That sounds... Coffee and toast? I'm happy with that. Yeah, that's Coffee and toast. Bloody great. Oh, do you know what? You wouldn't even have toast? No toast. Because uh, in February 1886, he wrote to Theo, he could only remember eating six hot meals meals ah. in the past eight months. Okay, because I was going to say, toast, is toast a hot meal. you get a bit of a bit warm. avo, you pop, oh. you, pop a, you pop a tomato in the oven, oh. a bit of roast tomato, smart, balsamic yeah. glaze. Mm-hmm. Oh, can mm-hmm. we just pause for half an hour or so? Well, can we just get our two chefs in here? Yeah. Smash Daphne. 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 Daphne Niles. Delish. Oh, match made in heaven. Uh, because of his bad diet and not looking after himself, his tooth became loose and teeth became loose and painful. Ew. He also began to drink heavily, oh. especially absinthe was his drink. Sure. Hmm. Which absinthe at the time is much stronger than it is now, so it like could affect your mind. Yeah, so to speak. it was a hallucinogenic. Or yeah, something. so if you're prone to mental illness, probably not a good thing. Hallucinogen. Yeah, Commoditization. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he moved to Paris in 1886 where he shared the apartment with his brother Theo where they wrote the passive-aggressive notes to each other. Theo, stop drinking the last beer, you dumb shit. Uh, Vino began to experiment with colour and made friends with a lot of other artists. Surely it'd be Vinny, but yeah, okay. Keep going. 
Vino <laughs> had a bit of conflict with his brother, Theo. Oh, no. And at the end of 1886, Theo found living with Vincent, he wrote in another letter, to be almost unbearable. I don't think I could live with my brother. You don't think so? Did you, you do that for a few years, I imagine? Uh, yeah, about 18. And? He moved out and it was much better. Really? Yes. But then you get on better with him after, right? Yeah. That's what happened with me and my siblings. Yeah. It was, you know, it's always tense living in close quarters. Especially because you're, well, it's generally while your teenagers are in your early 20s. Yeah. So you don't, you you don't. You need your bloody space. You need your space and you don't particularly like each other and you haven't figured out who you are. And now, now we get along. I've always known who I am. Yeah, I bet you have. <laughs> what, what am I? Festive boy. Festive boy. <laughs> I mean, festive boy since I was five years old. Festive boy oh. since 95. Rocking on. <laughs> uh, but Fionnard, unlike Jess and her brother, the brothers patched it up. They learned to keep living together. And they also made friends with, friends with the French artist Paul Gauguin. You ever heard of Gauguin? Uh, yes. yes. I think some of his stuff was just in Melbourne, wasn't it? Wasn't there a little... I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, oh I believe I saw Gauguin at the Guggenheim uh, also underappreciated in his lifetime, Gauguin's painting called When Will You Marry was sold for a record price of 300 million US dollars what? in 2015. Uh, that's the most expensive So that's the most expensive ever. painting sold at auction that's so am- far. That's quite amazing. That's that it's incredible. a Gauguin. Gauguin. I know. Not like one that you... Probably not the... A very famous artist, I will say, but maybe probably not the top five most famous artists. And what's it called? When will you marry? Not a Ninja Turtle. I want to look it up. Yeah, you can look it up. You'll look. You'll tell me that it's not worth three hundred million dollars because. But nothing then I would. I would argue that nothing is. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I can't think of. I mean, I am an art enthusiast. I wouldn't say enthusiast, but appreciator. But I can't. Ju- I would not be able to justify spending that much money on art. I don't yeah, know no, a that's lot not about worth art. it. That's not worth. I don't know a lot about art. But you know what you like. Three hundred no, million I don't. US dollars. I have no idea. Dave, three hundred million. Three hundred million. Show it to me. Matt, you gonna pay three hundred mil for that? Yeah, I mean that's it. I mean it's it's quite nice. I, I do, enjoy I mean it. it just it depends. Is that is it printed on a like a a Duna? Is it or oh, or, okay. or, or, or a, a Ferrari beach towel or a, or a Ferrari oh, okay. <laughs> or three hundred Ferraris? Yeah, that's or, actually three hundred Ferraris driven very closely together. Yeah, because then we're starting to get close to it. I think. Yeah. Okay. No, fair enough. The thing is, if you uh, look behind the painting, there's enough food for the bottom half of Africa. Just so the bottom half. Yep. Interesting. Three hundred million. That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. 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 So it's more like a, it's more like a sheet. It's it's a big sheet. Well, it's yeah. hiding. It's wrapping paper. No, it's more of a. It's a wrapping paper from the festive boy. <laughs> it's got a it's, a. it's a. It's a secret vault. How do you know so much about it? He loves art. Oh, I get it. Love <laughs> I love wrapping paper. <laughs> because you're festive boy. Festive boy. Uh, towards the end of the year, Vincent arranged an exhibition alongside some of his contemporaries, but did not sell any of his paintings. Oh dear. Uh, Ill from drink and suffering from smoker's cough, in February 1888, Van Gogh sought refuge in Arles in the south of France. Mm -hmm. Uh, This time in Arles became one of Van Gogh's more prolific periods. He completed completed 200 paintings and 100 drawings and watercolours. He was enchanted by the local landscape and light. His paintings included harvests, wheat fields, and general rural landmarks from the area. So there's some real famous ones from this time. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, he moved into the Yellow House, a famous yellow house in which he lived and formed a studio where he painted some of his most well-known paintings, 
including a painting of the house itself. Mm-hmm. The Yellow House. What did he call that one? What was that called? The Yellow House. Oh. He was pretty literal. Uh, <laughs> the paintings that he did inside the Yellow House were all to decorate the Yellow House itself. Oh. Including the painting of the Yellow House. Wow. There's a lot of Yellow House here. This is the Yellow House section of the podcast. I think I'm going to go home and take a photo of my building. Is it yellow? No. Oh. But I'm going to then f- like print that, frame it, and then put that inside the apartment. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. It's like Inception. It's Artception. Houseception. Houseception. What's your building like? Pretty average looking. Right. It's quite nice on the inside. Are you high up? I'm on the f- top floor, baby, but of two floors. Oh, <laughs> top of two. Top of two. One is better than two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Your office is yellow here. You got a yellow. I got a yellow office here. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna. We'll get you a uh, print of the yellow house to hang in the yellow <gasps> office. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's very good. That's good. We'll do that. Oh my God, guys. Do you have a spare three hundred and thirty mil? I don't. Do you? Yes. <laughs> I was hoping you would, though, because I was going to use mine for something else. What are you going to use yours for? Freeding Pre- the northern half of Africa. Oh, that seems more noble than a painting for my office. Well, you know, it's not a competition, Jess, but there you go. You lost. <laughs> <laughs> Cop that. Uh, Van Gogh was desperate to set up an artist colony and collective. So when Gauguin agreed to visit the Yellow House in 1888, Vincent was stoked. He hadn't, be- uh, he hadn't been playing it cool and had been begging Gauguin to come for months. Please come to the Yellow Please. House. Please. Please. And after much pleading from Van Gogh, Gauguin arrived in Arlies on the 23rd of October, and in November, the two started to paint together. Oh, so they had like a week off, like a week of just yeah, bonding of and like wine montage. and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're painting like arms in, in, like around like clay style yeah. and ghost movie. Yeah. And, and they're just like, things just like, like skipping through fields really on the roof of an open... Stuff. Double-decker bus. Yeah. Looking at things, pointing, 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 laughing. Oh, my God. They're laughing so much. Tom Jones is singing to them. Yeah. It's it, not on you. They're having, like, lattes, and then, but then one of them says something funny, and the other, like, spits out some <laughs> of their coffee. <laughs> like, oh, no. And then they have uh, spaghetti, sketty, together. Oh. oh, dear. Lady in the Tramp. Oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, they, oh they've kissed. Oh, That's nice. At first, things were great, as you can tell from our montage. Great montage. But then their relationship began to deteriorate. Somebody wasn't making enough skitty. So now there's a bit of a, a montage of like, you know, like getting angry, throwing clothes on the floor. One person walking into the bathroom and there's towels all over the bathroom. They're like, again. That's awful. Or like there's a, there's just like, there's all this rubbish as the bins weren't taken out. It's like, They were the original odd couple. Yeah. Van Gogh admired Gauguin and wanted to be treated as his equal, but Gauguin was arrogant and domineering, which frustrated Van Gogh. Not surprising. Mm. They often quarrelled. Van Gogh increasingly feared that Gauguin was going to desert him, and the situation, which Van Gogh described as one of excessive tension, rapidly headed towards crisis point. Uh It was during the upcoming crisis that one of the most famous incidents in the history of art would occur. That's all we have time for this week. No, we will continue. (laughs) Gauguin claimed 15 years later that the night followed several instances of physically threatening behavior. The behavior was quite complex. And uh, Theo, the brother, may have owed money to Gauguin, who was suspicious that the brothers were exploiting him financially because, you know, 
Um, Gauguin's selling. He's not a successful artist, but he's selling more than Van Gogh is mm-hmm. in his lifetime. So they thought he, they were using him to help pay for the house a bit too much. Uh, it seems likely that Van Gogh had realised that Gauguin was planning to leave. <sighs> Paranoia creeping in. On the, the 23rd of December, after days of rain with the two men shut in the yellow house together, which is not good if you're having a big fight and then you can't go outside and get away from it. You're stuck in a small studio. Yeah. Like us, we if we get locked in this studio, I, I think we'd survive about five minutes. Before we have a fight? God, if lucky. You've been very generous with five minutes, though, champ. I'd rip your face <laughs> off. <laughs> I'd assert my dominance <laughs> straight away. Like, it's like I'm imagining Matt trying to leave first and the door's a bit jammed, so I just immediately rip Dave, yeah, Dave's yeah, face off. And then Matt's like, panicking. oh, no, here we go. And you're like, sorry about your face, Dave. There was just a there was just a chair on the other side. There we go. Whoops, a daisy. Like, oh no, but I already ripped Dave's face off. Catch you Matt, guys next week. Matt, tell him it was much longer than two minutes, please. Hey, Dave, I think it looks good. Really brings <laughs> out your pompadour. <laughs> what a faceless pompadour. Yeah. All, all the blood it really looks... brings all the attention to your pompadour. Yeah, because that's all that's left to look at. Oh no, I would never. Uh, so after the two days of being stuck inside with the rain. Gauguin later reported that Van Gogh followed when Gauguin left the house for a walk and rushed towards him with an open razor in his hand. What? So they had a bit of a fight and after an altercation. Altercation. After a heart altercation. Heart alter. After the altercation with Gauguin, Van Gogh returned to his room where he was assaulted by voices. So inside his own head. And he severed his left ear with a razor. And accounts differ how much he cut off. Either the bottom half, or some people uh, say he cut off the whole ear. Yuck. Um, yeah. which, this caused severe bleeding. Oh, did it now? Yes. Yes, it Cutting did. Cutting off part of, your, part of your head. That is unlucky. He must have hit uh, some sort of a blood blood tube. A blood tube. <laughs> it's unlucky. That it is. is unlucky, because there's, <laughs> th- there's only three major blood tubes in the ear. <laughs> So, is that the technical term for them too? Blood yeah, tube? Yeah. I, don't, I reckon probably seven out of ten times you could cut an ear off without hitting a... a without any blood at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Clean cut. How Call unlucky. Dry cut? Yeah, it's, you know, I mean, still 30% of times. It sure, absolutely. I mean, that's not a small he was actually, number. Not unheard of. He was of. actually so unlucky that he it accidentally... Is, it is unheard of because they can't bloody hear yes. it because they cut their ear off. He's earless. I'll be at the uh, comedy festival in 2017. Uh, he uh he did accidentally n- nip his heart. What? Nip his heart through the ear. Did he now? That is not true. Okay. That is. I'm so sorry. I um. Nip his I did heart. not believe you. It was a medical. Anomaly. Joke. Joke. Okay. Is that how you said that? It was a yuck. He he bandaged the wound, ra- and uh, wrapped the ear in paper. So he's got the ear or the piece of ear. Yuck. He delivered the package to a woman at a brothel that Van, both Van Gogh and Gauguin both frequented. What? Was I was thinking like... Gave her the ear. Like if you accidentally cut off your finger or something, you pop it on ice and you take it with you to the hospital. That's what I was thinking. Like he wrapped it up. No, he took it to a brothel. Yeah, he took it to a brothel and gave That's it to a, a woman. That's a weird thing to do, That's I a reckon. very weird thing to do. He's not well at this point, I'll That's be honest. That's a very good point. First sign of him not doing well. Mm. Uh, he was found unconscious the next morning by a policeman and taken to hospital where a where Felix Ray, a young doctor still in training, treated him. If I've cut off my ear, I want the top doctor. No, I want the doctor in training. They want it more. Yeah. <laughs> they got something to prove. Do you reckon they'll give you more attention? Yeah, I think so. They're going to be more thorough. Mm-hmm. They're going to be more thorough. I reckon they have, they've seen it less, mm-hmm. but they're impressed by it. 
Yeah. Actually, I'm coming around. I'm coming around. <laughs> oh, in fact, I want someone who's never done had it. I want the doctor who just is just doing it, like yeah. we were talking about before. That's what I want. Yeah, absolutely. I'll figure it out. I don't want someone who's doing it for money. No. It's fucked Dirty. up. <laughs> Dirty. Dirty. I want the guy who he couldn't touch any kids or cows, but they would let him touch sick people. Oh, Van Gogh. <laughs> yeah, he's touched a couple of years in his time. <laughs> who, who hasn't? I've touched a couple of years. Touching one right now. Wait, what are you saying? <laughs> well, that, that's, Dave? that's an ear. Ear. I thought you were saying use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've cupped a couple of years in time. Cupped a couple of years. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> what's weird about that sentence? <laughs> I've cupped a couple of years. I've cupped a couple of years. <laughs> it's like a job interview. All right, what can you bring to this role? Cupped a couple of years in my time. Life experience. Sorry? <laughs> I have cupped a couple of years in my time. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you not speak English in this fucking job? Hmm? <laughs> I really enjoyed that act out. Thank you. You're going to be a star, kid, a star. See? I'm a festive boy. <laughs> uh, the ear was also delivered to the hospital to Felix Ray, okay. but uh, he did not attempt to reattach it as too much time had passed. Yeah. you got to chuck that shit on ice. took it to the brothel or, first. I don't know if this is true. In milk. Have you heard that? Excuse me? Cut off a finger. Chuck it in milk. Honestly, if you are at home in a crisis and this has just happened, Google it before you do that because I don't know if it's true. Yeah, I'm picturing it like, you know, your fingers go all funny in a bath. Imagine it sitting in milk. It go all, all pruny. It feels like it, yeah, it'll just swallow. Why do you like put it in? Oh, ice? hang on, hang on. I've just confused medical advice with my fetish again. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Oh no. Fingering no, no. milk. Fingering I don't milk. Fully get it. Hey, I don't have to explain myself to you. I guess that's what to makes use it a fetish. I <laughs> uh, use milk. I'm gonna cup you. Yeah, <laughs> milk from a you. <laughs> that's how you get the milk from you. You cup them. <laughs> Gotta cup them. Matt's uh, miming grabbing teats. Sheep teeth. <laughs> sheep te- Nothing weird about that, mate. <laughs> Just natural sheep teeth. I've cupped a couple of used sheep teeth in my time. Oh, sorry. I didn't realise that was the context. You're hired. That was the uh, second half of the job interview. After he just said, don't you speak English with this fucking job, <laughs> yeah. they still hired him. Yeah. yeah, that's how qualified I am mm. as a doctor <laughs> of podcasting. <laughs> uh, when you work in hospital, Van Gogh himself had no recollection of the event. Gauguin, who uh, you know was sort of part of the incident, immediately notified Vincent's brother Theo, who arrived the next day on Christmas Day. During the first days of his treatment, Van Gogh repeatedly and unsuccessfully asked for Gauguin... God, who, he's obsessed with him. Yes. Who had left for Paris. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He'd left for Paris yeah. and uh, he never saw Van Gogh again. Yeah, no, good call. Sad. He's a, a psycho. It, did, yeah, it just seems like he gets pretty obsessed with people. Yeah. Yes, very obsessed. And the one time somebody got obsessed with him, <laughs> she took Not a bunch of <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe no, that's no. it. He just, uh, yeah, okay. He loves to chase. Yeah, he loves to chase. The thrill of the chase. Don't we all, though? Oh, yeah. Uh, he made it and home. I, I, I can still picture Dave chasing them ewes around the oh, paddock. He loves, he loves it. it. He let loves me, it. Let me cup you. <laughs> let me cup you, little ewes. Oh, no. Let me cup you. Oh, no. I've dropped my tweezers down the well. <laughs> oh, now the story yeah, comes yeah, out. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. All right. I wasn't tweezing in the brow at all. I don't have enough hair on my face for that. Jesus. I was tweezing some ewes. <laughs> <laughs> tweezing some youths. 
That's highly illegal. <laughs> highly illegal. Uh, Van Gogh uh, made it home early in January, a couple of weeks later. But he uh, had a, he spent the following months between hospital and home because he was having hallucinations. Oh, no. Uh, in March, the police closed his house after a petition from 30 fa- uh, townspeople who described him as Le Fourou, the red-headed madman. Oh, boy. He went back to hospital and uh, voluntarily entered an asylum. Uh, he gifted Dr. Felix, uh, a doctor that had been looking after him, uh, a painting that he'd done called Portrait of Dr. Felix Ray. Oh. Uh, the physician was not fond of the painting and <laughs> used it to repair a chicken coop. Oh, my God. And then later gave it away. <laughs> In 2016, what? the portrait was housed as the, at the Pushkin Museum of Fine Arts and was estimated to be worth over $50 million. Holy shit. It was once part of a chicken coop. Was it, yeah, so they'd, they'd taken it off the chicken coop. Yeah, and then sold it to someone else who, down the line, had sold it and now it's worth $50 million. I was money. enjoying picturing it in the museum, still part of a chicken coop. Yeah, it'd be good. <laughs> like, that'd be, that'd be... With really no, old that's chickens. Art. That's art. <laughs> yeah, the chickens are still there. 170. <laughs> Just bones of chicken. What's oh. that? That's oh, a chicken. No, they're still alive. Oh, sorry, the world's oldest chickens. The world's oldest chickens. Well, no, that's worth $50 million. Yeah, those were more. They've got some stories, those chickens. Held chooks. <laughs> uh, at a chaplain's suggestion, he, uh, Van Gogh chose to be at an asylum in nearby St. Remy. Uh, his mental condition remained stable for a while and he was able to create some of his most famous work now, including Starry Night. Ah. Uh, beautiful night sky. He had a few relapses, but eventually seemed to be coming good and was discharged and went to live with an, in an artist commune in northern Paris. Oh. Vincent's health was then up and down as documented in letters to his brother. Sometimes he would talk of being happy and then other times he just just the opposite. After living in the commune... Sad. Sad. Thank <laughs> yep. you, man. Subtext. Subtext. Just After, for our American listeners. Yeah, bit of translation needed. Opposite of happy. Sad. Oh. Is it? Americans are notoriously happy all the time. So they wouldn't know about sadness. No. Eskimos have no word for sad. That in, is untrue. Inuits, Dave. Inuits. And it's actually, it's uh, fish. No, what? Ice. No, it's... What are, what are they, they've got a million words for... For ice. snow. Snow. Not a million. A million, Jess. <laughs> a mil- <laughs> you get out of here if you're not... <laughs> they spend all day. All day. Coming up with new words. Yeah. They've, um, part of the culture. They're very cold. <laughs> After living in the commune, this is the artist commune, for three months, his brother Theo started to, sp- started to suspect he was having problems again and suggested Vincent consult a doctor, but he, w- he was too into his art and uh, said he was devoting, devoting too much time to his canvases. Then on July 27th, 1890, Van Gogh left the inn where he was staying. He <laughs> left after breakfast but did not return as usual. Uh-uh. When he had not returned by dusk, the family he was staying with became worried. He finally arrived home after nightfall, somewhere around 9pm, clutching his stomach, clearly in pain. The mother of the family asked whether there was a problem. Van Gogh started to answer with difficulty. He said, no, but I have, and then just went up the stairs. Didn't finish the sentence. Oh, that's the ominous. Fa- the father thought he could hear groans and fan- found Van Gogh curled up in bed. When he asked whether he was ill, Van Gogh showed him a wound near his heart, explaining, I tried to kill myself. Mm. During the night, Van Gogh admitted he had set out for the wheat field where he'd been painting, as he did every day. But during the afternoon, he'd shot himself with a revolver in the chest and passed out. The cold air of the night had woken him up, and then uh, he decided to walk home. What? 
<laughs> so depressing. He shot it? himself in the chest. In the chest, I know. He, went, he got up and went to bed. Yeah, he went home to bed. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, they call the doctor Dr. Gachet. Oh, okay. Great doctor very, name. There's a great... Uh, one of the most expensive paintings ever sold is called pa- Portrait of Dr. Gachet. It was, it's good because uh, Van Gogh had a pretty bad Gachet in his chest. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Uh, he dressed the Gachet, but left immediately because he considered it to be a hopeless case. Oh, what? Uh, so the, fa- the doctor doesn't stick around. No. The father of the inn and the artist, Anton Hersching, spent the night at Van Gogh's bedside. The... Artist sometimes smoked, sometimes groaned, but remained silent all night long, dozing off from time to time. Uh, as soon as the post office opened on Monday, they sent a telegram to his brother Theo, who had arrived by train during the afternoon. He watched over Van Gogh, who fell into a coma and died at one o'clock in the morning, 37 years old. Oh, wow. One of the final things he said to his brother, who told him they'd try and, they'd try and make him better, is one of the saddest things I've ever said. He said, this sadness will last forever. Oh. It's one of the last things he ever said, isn't it? That's really sad. Extremely poetic. No, it's very poetic. I had no idea he had such a such a life. Such a life. Yeah. Uh, Theo's health deteriorated in the months after the death of his brother. He himself was admitted to a psychiatric hospital. Aww. A few months later, he died January 1891, just six months after his brother. Aww. 1914, Theo's body was exhumed and reburied with his brother in the northwestern suburbs of Paris. In two very... Um, you'd expect one of the most famous artists of all time to have a great grave. Just a very normal, very normal-looking gravestone. Oh wow! Vincent was known to sell only one painting in his lifetime. It was called the Red Vineyard. A Belgian artist, Anna Bock, an art collector, she bought the painting in early 1890. So the year he died is the only time he ever sold something. Wow! For 400 francs, about two thousand dollars today. It's thought that maybe she liked the painting or maybe she just wanted to support Van Gogh who was being criticised for his work at the time. He did... uh, So that was the only one he ever definitely sold. He did, however, trade paintings for food and supplies. So in a way, he he gave away lots of his work. In his lifetime, he's known to have created uh, about a little over 2,000 artworks, including nearly 900 oil paintings. So if he died with no one knowing who he was, when did respect for the artist take off? So I'm going to finish here. Theo wanted to make his brother famous after his death and tried to raise his profile, but uh, before sadly dying himself, as I said. Mm. So Theo's widow, Jo Van Gogh Bonga. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Because at first I was like, Joe. It's just Joe Van jo- Gogh. Joe Van Gogh sounds good, but Joe Van Gogh Bonga. Bonga. There we go. She said about completing the task of raising her brother-in-law's fame. She sold some of Vincent's works, loaned others out for exhibitions, and also, very importantly, published the letters between ah. Van Gogh and Theo, and people became fascinated with his tragic life. Oh, wow. And that sort of... Uh, built his profile. Had to build, build his profile, and then other people were like, oh, hang on, these are actually amazing. Wow. So, But it sounds like, so it was within her lifetime, so not too yeah. long after. No, well, the, next, the year after he died, there were retrospectives of his art in Brussels and in Paris. And uh, during the 1890s, there were several uh, stages across the Netherlands and, and Belgium where he'd done a lot of work. So his profile's raised within a couple of years of his death in that part. And then art galleries started buying his work across the world, including uh, the Museum of Modern Art in New York and the Taint in London. So Yeah, wow. Who owns the... Who, who sh- who's got the big ones? Who's got Starry Night and the self-portraits? Well, um, any gallery that's something has a Van Gogh. Right. No, well... Because um, there's so many. Well, I there's the Van Gogh Museum. Yeah, well, there's the Van Gogh in, Museum. Uh, Amsterdam? Amsterdam. Yeah. Been there. 
Have you been there? Yeah. Did you go there? I walked past there. One oh, of very good. one of two million people that visit every year now. Two million. So two million. A guy that thought he died of failure. Yeah. Incredible. Isn't that absolutely bizarre? So you didn't go to Alcatraz and you didn't go to the Van Gogh Museum. Someone's been giving me a bit of shit on Twitter about <laughs> watching the gridiron game instead of going to the going to see the prison. I still like <laughs> It's, let's go see something that happened in the olden days or taking some culture right now. This yeah. is American culture happening before my eyes. Great, great day. Having a great time. No regrets. No regrets. You can't have them. No regrets. I'm just going to finally finish with the value of Van Gogh's work. Wow. So he probably only sold one painting in his lifetime for about 2000 US dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the all-time most expensive paintings ever sold list, Vincent has eight paintings. What? All sold for all up... $723 million. Oh, my God. Five of them, when they were sold, were the most expensive paintings ever sold at the time. And uh, the last one was in 1997. So they've just gone up. Wow. Because they're so rare that it's, um, people don't sell them. And that, that's just the ones that have been sold. Most of them, across the world, are the galleries that have them. They would be worth multi, multi billions wow. of dollars. That is crazy. And he died... He died thinking like he'd done nothing. Yeah, isn't that absolutely tragic? It's, but there you go. Wow. The story of Van Gogh's ear. That is. And the tragic life around his ear. That is a great story. That mm. is a really great story. I didn't know a lot of that. Right. Did, did, did you, at the museum, do they talk about that? Yeah, it was three, or you it mainly was three looking, years ago. I don't know. Mainly looking at the painting. I would like to go. I've never been to the Netherlands and I would love to go to see some of those. You should go. It's very beautiful. And uh, yeah, the museum's very good. And the artwork is quite good. Yeah, really. Yeah. I, I, I walked past it on my way to a brewery uh-huh. in a windmill, which was awesome. So good. That's culture. Culture. That's culture, That's culture with a capital C. Capital K. Culture. Capital K for Kim Kardashian. Yeah, there you go. Your favorite. Kim Kardashian culture. That was a great report, Dave. Well done. Thank you kindly. Yeah. And, 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 a great story. And I'm, I'm fascinated by his life, but also a bit of a, a tragic one at the yeah. end. There. Sorry about it. Sorry to bring the somberness down. But I mean, maybe it just gives us all hope. If you feel like you're not doing well, uh, just wait till you die. I'm just remembering we, we did a sketch about Van Gogh uh, <laughs> at, <laughs> yes. at Christmas time. I'll have to post it. Yeah, put that up. Did I, you? I, I remember that sketch. It uh, links, links your jumper and it uh, links the festive boy with the. Um, with the th- yeah, I remember that sketch. Man. That's a good one. Put that up. So thank you to. PJ Bester, our main man or woman. PJ the Bester. Very good. Yeah, thank <laughs> good suggestion. Thank you. Well, if you two would like to suggest a topic, please hit us up at Do Go On Pod for Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're also listed at Do Go On Pods. If you search that, you'll find us on all those things. Mm-hmm. We're posting a lot of Instagram photos. If you want to see what we really look like. Behind the scenes. You want some behind the scenes exclusives. That has really piqued my interest. Yeah, I want to see what they look like. You want to see my festive jumper. Yeah, we'll post a photo of that, I guess. A festive boy. We have to now. Yeah, I guess so. Cool. Of course, you can also email us at um, dogoonpod at gmail.com is the address. Yes. Sorry, I just, um, I need... Jess in the knee. <laughs> we need each other. I'm feeling left out. Come here, come here. 
Coming oh, she's kneeing me right now. Oh. Let's make a knee triangle. Don't make it weird. Yeah, make it weird, Dave. That was weird how you made it weird, Let me cut use knees. Okay, so it's a perfect time then to also mention that we have a Patreon now. Oh, that's right. We have launched the Patreon. Oh, yeah. So you can put you can put it into the normal hat. Yes. The oh. traditional hat in those other ways, but via the Patreon, you can now put it into the golden hat. The golden hat. Yep. Which was dubbed by um, our own festive boy. Festive boy, I love the golden hat along with my golden tonsils. I will swallow all of the ideas. Can I be golden girl? Whichever, please, my my golden right hand girl. Yes. And Matt, the man with the golden gun. Oh. (laughs) The golden guns. He's pointing to his muscles. Yeah. Yeah, Our Patreon. uh, If you have listened to every week and you want to keep the show going, that kind of thing. If you can uh, contribute anything, you can. That'd be great. There's also there's rewards. We've, we'll have our first ever bonus mini episode for the $10 or more per month subscribers coming out very soon. Mm. So keep an eye out for that Exciting. one. You can also vote for Matt's topics, all that kind of stuff. Uh, check it out. We'll be linking that quite a lot so you can see what we're up to. Matt and Jess have been out on the road and they are still got one more date on their comedy tour of uh, rural Victoria. So if you live in our home state mm-hmm. here in Australia. We're hitting up... Uh, Castle Main, t- it'll be tomorrow on the 17th. So if you heard this on the day it came out, tomorrow night or the day after, tonight. Or Friday, you fucked up. It was last night. You idiots. That's so okay. There'll be others. We'll be there. I mean, they'll be there. Castle Main, Castle Main. If you follow us on the um, social medias, we do keep you uh, up to date with such things. We're always doing live shows of sorts. Yeah, we love them. Bloody love it. And hey, maybe one day... We might even do a live podcast show. Ooh. Keen to. Keen to if we anyone would, could be bothered coming. Yes, yeah. we are very keen. Maybe let us know. If you would come to a show, obviously it's very difficult for us to get over to Ohio. <laughs> Where there are a lot of you. But hey, dreams can come true. Or Monaco or Mexico City. Yeah. All these places. Uh, we do appreciate you listening. But I don't know if you are in Australia and you would come to a show, let us know if we did a live pod. We'd love to. It'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, heaps of fun. Any excuse. But really. it'd be very sad if we just did this. But in a venue with no one there. Oh, that would be a bit Well, sad. I mean, that's kind of what we're doing right now. No, yeah. But, but it's all right because we're in a very small room. Yeah, sure. You couldn't really fit. You could fit three more people in here. Yeah. But if we booked out the MCG. Oh, that'd be embarrassing, wouldn't it? And oh nobody God. turned up. They all got the dates wrong, obviously. Or the MSG, Madison Square Garden. Whoopsie. Whoops. But thanks for listening, everyone. Get in contact. We'd love to hear from you if you want to suggest a topic or if you just want to say hey. Uh, but we'll be back next week with another brand new report. And until then, I will say goodbye. Bye. All right, laters. And you can say other words too. It doesn't have to just be hey. Laters. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. 
Get 50% off your first card at moonpig.com. Moonpig.com.